Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? With the 13th pick in the 1996 NBA draft, the Charlotte Hornets select Kobe Bryant from Lower Marion High School in Pennsylvania. He's the best player in the game? Oh, hands down. He's the best player in basketball, and I don't think it's even close. It's just that simple. There's nothing that Kobe Bryant can't do. Kobe Bryant is a worker, and he's made himself the best. And I, I can guarantee you that they have practice tomorrow. He'll be the first guy here as well. Get fouled with four, approaching center of the play. Kobe Bryant. Thank you for all the inspiration. You guys will always be in my heart. And uh, I sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. No words can describe how I feel about you guys. And uh, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, God, I love you guys. And uh, I love you guys. And uh, Mamba out. Gotta pick it up. Are you kidding me? Unreal! Are you kidding me? How strong was that? You have got to be joking. I step on the court, that's me. I don't play around. I'm not there to be your best friend. I am there to destroy you. Oh, my goodness. Um, I guess, you know, like everybody else, uh, this is one of those where were you when it happened moments. Um, where, where were you when it happened? I was asleep, man. I, I I had just come back on Sunday from doing the AVN Awards, hosting the AVNs. Oh, that's right. I texted you. Right, right. So, um, dude, I was so tired because the night before, I think I got two hours sleep. So I did the show, hung out, did some of the parties, and then I had to get up at 5 to catch a, you know, 6.30 flight. Um, so I was going off for two hours. I got home. I crashed. And then my baby moms called me. It was like, are you watching the news? And it just so happened I had the TV on Channel 7, so it was on all the news stations. And I said, well, I just kind of wiped the sleep out of my eyes, and I looked, and I went, get the f- I must have said, get the fuck out of here a hundred times. It was surreal. It was f- I could not believe it. It was surreal. I, w- I was sitting on my sofa watching TV, yeah. and it hadn't broken yet. And my girl Tara's on, on her phone. And she goes, Kobe died? Like, not, no emotion, no nothing. Right. Just, you know, Kobe died? Like, she, right. like, like, this is news that we all knew. Right. And she, because she, I tell her news, things are going on in the news. She has no idea because she right. doesn't have time to watch TV. She only watches on the weekends to catch up. And uh, she's like, and I said, no. I go, right. get out of here. So she goes, oh, it's, that's what they reported here. And then she goes, oh, it's TMZ. 
And I go, and I go, well, I go, TMZ's out there, man. And then, so I got on my phone and I started going through everything. And then I, uh, I started to find the people actually crediting TMZ for it. So I was right. like, it's still TMZ, but it's, it's LA TMZ. That's and, right. and it's the sports part of their, their news. And I was like, man, this is, I started getting a little, maybe this is real. And right. then like 15 minutes later, it was on the news and I watched it go on the scroll on the top of the screen. I was like, holy shit, this is not, this is unbelievable. This is not, this is not, not happening. And incidentally, there was a petition <clears throat> being signed and I, I, I'd sign it where t- it, people are trying to get TMZ banned, like to be done with. Because they broke the story, and I guess there's something about legally the the next of kin is supposed to be notified first before it hits the news. So they leaked it without notifying Vanessa Bryant, and she found out through TMZ. Through TMZ. Ah, uh, see that's before the, the, she was officially told. So that's fucked up. It, it, I, and I'm not saying it's not fucked up, but I'm saying in the past when. Things go down like that, and right. even before social media, when social media was as big as it is now, but when it was still in its infancy, that was something that happened. People found out because the the, the, the press is immediate now. Right. Um, I mean, they could have stopped TMZ from doing that, but who knows who would have posted it? Right. The people that lived there heard it. I mean, I'm not saying that it wouldn't have happened without TMZ being there. Right. But I mean, something like that. If it, if it gets heard about, it's going to be posted on social media and it's going to fly. Right. Um, yeah, and dude, it's it's almost like uh, you know. And, and, and listen, I, I I hate the this thing Hollywood does, the societal thing of A list versus C list, because it makes you feel like you're devalued as a human being. Um, now, certainly, there's A list talent and there's C list talent. But nonetheless, nonetheless, this high school categorizing of, hey, you're not A-list, so you're not worthy. At the end of the day, you're still a human being. That being said, for for what it is, Kobe was clearly A-list material because when some celebrities die, it's a blip on TV. And in other news, this was the news. ABC, CBS, Fox, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, Sports Center. It was everywhere. Just like when you heard Michael Jackson died. That was the news. Whitney Houston, the news. Kobe, the news. Like when like when you have an impact when you are the news. And it just like Jesus, man. And it, and again, I, I don't want to come off insensitive, but if you heard Manute Bowl died in a, in a helicopter crash, life is life, so I don't want to devalue anybody's life, but he wouldn't have been on every station. Well, he wouldn't have been on every station because He'd he, have been in Africa. He'd yeah. been on all African stations. This is in. Monut Bull is gone. It was more like he stepped out of the helicopter and he just stepped right onto the ground. That's it wouldn't hilarious. Have been, it wouldn't have been a, an accident. Uh, you know, in in a situation where we take about mega celebrity, and I think that I think some people were caught off guard that he was a mega celebrity. Right. And but in saying that, there's the people that you also listed that I think are mega celebrities, which was Whitney Houston, and. Um, 
I'm going to put an asterisk by that one a little bit. I'm going to put Michael Jackson is definitely. Uh, but why an asterisk? I'm going to tell you in my in my scenario that I'm about to, right. dis- oh. to display here. And uh, Kobe, uh, they're all people who died way too young. And I think that right. we had a connection to them, but we expected to have more time with them. Right. And I think that that sometimes, I think, I mean, I heard a lot of reasons why people were connected to Kobe. One is his work, work ethic and that we Mama all. mentality. Yeah, but we all felt like if we, you know, not all of us can be a great singer. And that's where you, that's why I put that asterisk both on Michael, I should have put on Michael Jackson too. And uh, mm-hmm. when he, we, you, that's a talent. And I mean, not that Kobe didn't, Kobe definitely had a talent, but he had a mentality that made you feel like if you worked hard at what you do and you put in that kind of mentality into anything right. that you're going to do, you too can be successful. And that was the big connection. But I think even more than that is we thought we had a lot more time with Kobe and we liked what he was doing. Right. We, you know, he was out in the media. You saw him, but always, you know, in, in a different kind of light than you saw him when he was in the NBA. And I think that was taken away so quickly. I think that's what made this outpouring even uh, more so because it crossed all kind. It crossed every kind right. of line that there is because uh, if you don't, you didn't have to be a basketball fan. Right. You didn't have to be a Lakers fan if you were a basketball fan. Well, you say <clears throat> now that you mention it like that, let me put an asterisk near Whitney because I think what was so shocking was, look, you didn't because of the magnitude of who she was. You went Whitney Houston, but you saw it coming. Maybe. But you knew there was a possibility a that possibility because she was so strung out on yeah, drugs. So it didn't. It, it she was taken away too soon, but it didn't. You you would go, oh, that's terrible. But but oh, you saw it, yeah. And I mean, Michael Jackson, nobody saw that coming. And depending on who you talk to, he was murdered. Um, uh, Prince, no one saw that, that coming. coming. So and it, that hit big too. But right. but again, you can't be Prince. And I'm not saying anybody could be Kobe, right? But you could have a Kobe mentality. You had a relationship with Kobe in a different way than you had it with a music star, right? Because we all play—well, not everyone, but a lot of us play basketball, or a lot of us do things in life with that. His mentality related to what we were doing, right? You know, and and, and what's so crazy, and this is how fucking insane life is. And and I and I and I and I and I sent out a post. Um, this is how crazy life is. It's like we try to live our lives by these guidelines. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. This is bad for you. That's bad for you. This is good for you. And in theory, from a number standpoint, most of the guidelines apply in truth. But then you go, you know, here's Kobe, a guy that was a former, former athlete. Even though he ain't playing, he still was in great shape. Um, never drank, never smoked, obviously a great diet. And this is how he goes out. But you know, there's some fat fuck who might live another 15, 20 years being fat. There's people you go to Vegas and casinos in Atlantic City, well into their 70s, chain smoking at a slot machine. And here is, and, and, and never get cancer. But a guy who's in shape. Never smoke, never drink, no bad habits. It's it's like what it, it's. This was such a what the fuck moment, you know. I, I and, and and this is where I'm, I'm gonna get a little bit into. I, this is what I said on the rant, which fucked my head up. I'm gonna be honest, dude. And, and again, everybody that knows me that has seen the interviews, I've discussed it on this podcast a million times with Andy. How I have this constant struggle with religion. 
I remember when um, Marvin Gaye, back in the 80s, his father killed him. And, you know, that was my mother and father's era. It was a big deal to me. Yeah. Um, my mother loved Marvin so much, as did most black people slash women. I remember it was in a New York Post. My mother was so pissed off. The, the kitchen knife she had in her hand, she mimicked like she was stabbing his father's picture. So, you know, I'm just... I, this what-the-fuck moment where I'm just sitting here looking at this shit, and I'm just going... How the fuck can God, again, how can God be real? Like, the, it just, uh, I, I got so upset that at one point, like, I cried a couple times. But at one point, I swear to God, I, 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 I was in my house, I was by myself, and I looked up at the sky, and I screamed, fuck you. And I said, fuck you to God. And I know that might seem stupid, sound silly or crazy, but I just couldn't understand. Like, here's a guy... Him and his daughter are dead. A 13-year-old girl, dead. But George Zimmerman is still breathing. O.J. Simpson is still breathing. Make that make sense to me. Okay. And, and, when, and when people, and this is why I say these religious people drive me nuts. Here's what you'll hear. God has a plan for everybody. What is the plan here? God, there's a reason for everything. What is the reason for this? Like I'm, it, I'm, I'm so sick. Don't question God. He works in mysterious ways. So you want me to believe that this entity that we can never understand, never see, never question, has this mysterious plan and reason for this? You're out of your fucking mind. Okay. For I, I have a lot of hard times with the whole thing that you just said because and. I, I, I and this is where I, my pedantic self will come in because, uh, as people I don't think on this podcast over this period of time have understood, when people say, "Oh yeah, you can't," I, I don't commit to one thing, and then I go, I look at both. I'm going to do it again right now because God is one aspect of this that you're looking at, and uh, we have a destiny and whatever. But the other side of that, where it, it frustrates you, is. And you're saying, you know, why? Why would you take Kobe? You know, like, why? If there's a grand plan, why would Kobe go? What the problem that I have in this idea of your of religion and in the thought process? And I've always said, I, I, I it's not necessarily that I believe in. Uh, I believe there is a God. Uh, I just don't know what that God is. But when people say all this, I don't believe that this is what. This is not what we're striving for in this world. This life is something, this is part of what we go through. I don't, I think that, I think two things. Either there's something on the other side of this life that we go through to move to the next part, or there is nothing. And if there is something, then this is just a process. And maybe in this process, Kobe was done. Maybe everything that he was supposed to do on this earth was finished and the better part is to come for him now if that is true which we don't know no but if that were true everybody could take a deep breath and go okay and if the shit is better than this well i can't wait to die but that's the but because you don't know if there is nothing this just stinks right it just stinks but and it's unfair and it's beyond wrong but it's it's our 
what we can comprehend in this world. Because I can't believe that this, this, is, this is it. I, I think that there has to be more. I swear to God, I hope not. But I think that... But I can't prove that, so I, I try to look at it from both sides. If you're a religious person, you look at it as, as how things happen, and you want it to be that there is everything happens for a reason, which I don't believe in because there's also we were taught that we have free will. So if we have free will, everything can't happen for a reason. Right. Um, I, it, 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 it's, it's something that this is way deeper. It's a way more, uh, it, the conversation, it goes way past what I think we could cover on a podcast. But um, I'm disappointed that he's gone. But and then the other thing that we haven't brought up yet is his daughter was there. Which, I listen, it's, it's, tra- it's tragic all the way. Yeah. But damn. But I got to, and, and you know, and I know there was other families on this. So we're not two other kids. So, we're, 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 but we're sticking to Kobe right now, and and, and and Gigi, dude. I I thought about it immediately. The hardest thing in my in my life, the hardest thing in my life that I would have to go through is to hold my kid. Oh yeah, Bart. Who said that? Oh, somebody on Sports said. I think it was Stephen A. Smith. Going, Kobe's holding her, telling her it's going to be, be all right. right. No one in it, it ain't, ain't. going to be all right. Whew. But on the other hand, he might have believed it for a second because they said that the Cleary was only maybe 25 yards away, that if they would have landed a little differently, it could have been different. So I don't know how they felt at that moment, but no matter what, that process, that being in the air, that you know, you know it's uncomfortable, things aren't right, going right, right, and you're there with your daughter. And, 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 She's scared. And, the, and then you see the other kids. They're scared. You're scared. You're scared. But you, got, you can't be. You, you're putting on a front. And I and 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 if and being the the Kobe that we know that we believe in, right, wouldn't not let wouldn't have let anybody down. He would have stayed stoic. <sighs> to me, to me, what you just said, all of that. But I, the thing that I, that freaks me out is like, think about Vanessa. Like that first night sleeping in that bed, and he ain't there, and you're used to him being there. Yeah, I don't think the, he, the, the she kids. Slept. Well, that too. Yeah. I'm just saying the reality of he's no longer in this bed. Gigi and Kobe's clothes are still in the closet. Yeah. And they're never going to wear them again. Like that whole psychological. I, you got to be a strong motherfucker to not have that break you. But. Yeah. To not break you. I, I agree with that. But. We're the ones sad. The family's sad. I don't know what's happened to Kobe. I don't know what happened to G. I don't know what happened to anyone else on that plane. All I know is that whatever happens next, and if there's only two things that can happen next, which is there's something better for us on the other side, right? Or there's nothing. Either way, they're done. They're not done feeling, in what sense? They're not feeling any pain from this world. This is us that are feeling it. This is our emotion. They're feeling. They're going through. They're going through what they're going through. You would go through and you would look and you'd feel sad for the, your fa- if, if you could look if you could actually have a way to look at this world right. and see your your family and see that they were sad you would have some sadness for them feeling sad but if if that next place is better right we're the ones holding on to the grief for what they for 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 them leaving us right but they're moved on to if they moved on to a better place that is amazing if they moved on there's nothing else they don't know so. We're the ones that are dealing with the grief. And that's where how we manage grief 
and how they affected us right. is what we have today. And I and like all those and, and everybody is affected microly, which with the families, all that is happening in those families. But ourselves on a bigger note, how we're dealing with uh, someone that had some influence on my life. I didn't know Kobe was part of my life. I'm going to be really honest. I, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. I felt I didn't know that either. Till this, yeah. because I and I even said, look, MJ's my guy, um, and if, as we continue to have that debate, who's the greatest? MJ LeBron, MJ LeBron, and I even sent out a post where I went, and a lot of people felt that way. When the fuck did LeBron pass Kobe, nigga? Kobe got five rings, and and was the closest to Michael Jordan since Michael Jordan in the way that he played. So, and so I was I was I was never a diehard Kobe guy. But what what made what hit me was look whether you like Kobe or not whether you like the Lakers or not you can't deny the man's impact you can't deny the Mamba mentality you can't deny he was the closest thing to Jordan we had seen since Jordan but as the saying goes you don't appreciate what you have till it's gone right and once that reality hit it was like damn we really lost a top tier badass motherfucker well you know. The reason, and, and you know, when you go back and you listen to things, you know, when he was alive and he said this quote, when he see, I think, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it because I'm not going to get it right, but he said, his, one of his regrets is that he wasn't alive when Michael Jordan was in his prime. So that right. they could, that sounded so arrogant. But now, when I thought about it and, re, and heard right. it again, I was like, you know, that's one of the most complimentary things that you could say in a way is that I think because if you're an athlete at that level, right. you better believe you're the best. Well, you got on the T-shirt with Dr. J on the yeah. cover, and you made me go, imagine MJ and Dr. J in their prime yeah. playing against each other. So I'm sitting there because actually, and, and as Stephen A. would tell the story, he said what you said, but then he also said, you know, I told MJ Dude, I'll bust your ass if we was both in our prime. Yeah. And he said, uh, uh, Stephen goes, I'm going to tell Michael. He said, tell him. So he calls Michael. He says, Kobe said he'll bust your ass. And he said, Mike just laughed. And yeah, he said that. So it's arrogant, but it's the kind of arrogance you need. You need to be who that to. to right. how could you play against Jordan? And, and that's the psychological advantage that Jordan always had. Right. No one played against him. That felt that he was better than them, except for someone like Kobe. Right, Kobe wasn't scared at all. Everybody was scared of Mike, and they, that's why and they no had one, reason to be. And that's why no one would say talk shit about Mike because right. they knew if you did, he would light you up. Right. So all I'm saying is Kobe. I would have liked to have seen it, and of I, and course, I, and I and I believe now, and I hate to say this because I am the Jordan fan also. That's right. who, that's where my allegiance was. That's why Kobe right. was never L.A. wasn't my guy with the Kobe and and even Shaq, who I love. Right, I'm still this George. I'm gonna. I was rooting in a different way. Right, and I just can't. I I I think now I would go. That would that that wasn't arrogance. It was like he wants he to himself. He would want to prove that. Listen, um, obviously Kobe was it. I think Kobe became the Black Mamba once he cut his hair and he got and he changed from eight to twenty four. But, you know, that game where he was number eight with the Afro, and they played the Bulls. Now, the Bulls were the better team then. But, yo, Kobe was going to Mike hard. Yeah. And the same turnaround fadeaways Mike hit on him, Kobe hit him right back. So it would have been just a great Ali Frazier back and forth to see that. Um, let me ask you this. You're not heavy into conspiracy theories, right? 
No. But have you heard yeah. the conspiracy theory that they're saying with this? I I heard something, but I, I, I Kobe Kobe was in a big battle with a pharmaceutical company, um, and they're responsible for this. I, you know, I don't know whether to call these people nuts, or, or but I also don't want to denounce the possibility because listen, money, power, corruption is real, and if you get in the way of big money. Shit happens, but I'm not saying this is that because that sounds stupid to me. It, it, it. I know there's always for every tragedy there's a conspiracy theory. There always is. I look at this though, and when you when you read a little bit into uh, read a little bit about what happened and that the the, uh, uh, the metro police was it the police the, not the the, uh, the air traffic was they were grounded all the. Right. Uh, all the helicopters because the, the, of the weather and the heavy, I guess, humidity fog that was in the air and f- fog. Right. So you could you could connect some other things if you want to to it, but you know they have the flight pattern. They show them up in the air. They show them trying to figure it out. They show them trying to go up above, and then you know they, they ultimately, obviously, it didn't work out. Um, I, I don't know. It, it seems so far fetched to me, but yeah. but but far fetched is what you need to make. To, to be able to kill, to be able to take someone out and not ha- because if it if it was believable, you couldn't pull it off. So I'm supposed to believe that somehow, however this was rigged, it, somebody went, yeah, we're gonna take Kobe out, his daughter, nine other people, including two kids. Like that just seems the thing about like, no, come on. the thing about nefarious ideas like this or nefarious doings, things that have actually happened in the world. You don't think about the the extras, the the and I hate to say collateral damage. You don't think about that if you're if you're trying to accomplish your goal right. and you have to right. remove Kobe to get to your goal. Whoever else is, is in there is just is is just casualties uh, of war. war. Ah, that just... I, you know, and uh, I don't know. I don't know if Sam, uh, my buddy Sam Tripoli, uh, right. you know, uh, he does that tinfoil hat podcast, and he has conspiracy theories. And I, I know he's going to get to it because I saw him post some things, but uh, it'll be interesting. I, I'll, I'll listen to what it. What was that movie? I don't know if you could remember. I forget what it was called. With Julia Roberts and Mel Gibson. And he was kind of like this... You would go into he would go into his apartment. They had fifteen locks, and you know, cluttered with newspapers and clippings. And conspiracy theory theorists come off like nut jobs. Yeah, but again, you don't want to dismiss them completely because yes, the government does fucked up shit. Yes, power and corruption is real. Big money is real, and and you know, but I'm just like you motherfuckers seem like nut jobs. Yeah, but money, money is the you know you, you said government, but money's the biggest power, right? And money's international, yeah. and you think that if you have if you, I mean, there's nefarious things that go on in the world. I like the word nefarious. Today. Yeah, you killed me when you said nefarious you, ideas. You said yeah, yeah. You pulled a Kyla Lacey. I was like, <laughs> the fuck is smarter than me? Uh, I just, uh, but it, it, all these things are possible, but right. you, you have to break it down to your own head. What do you think? Ha- if you were, you, you got all the information. Is it this outside idea of some kind of conspiracy or does this just seem more probable? And honestly, 
an accident seems more probable. Right. Um, speaking of fucked up shit, <laughs> a lot of people said, uh, I don't know why they connected you to him. I know. That was, that was the thing that... Spoke to you, the Jew would. Like, like, like I know y'all both Jewish, but somehow... If, listen, for the record, because the, the, the specific comments were... Aries, are you and Andy breaking up because of your Ari Shafir comment? Like, somehow I fucked up the Jew code, and it's your job to go, yo, man, you fucked with a fellow Jew, I'm out. Uh, here's the thing that's funniest about this to me. When I saw people writing that, mm. and I started laughing, because then I started, and then I started thinking about it a little bit. Right. I was like, Ari Shafir, if anyone is going to stop the momentum Barry Sa- Bernie Sanders has to run right. for president, it's Ari Shafir. He's bringing more Jew hatred out <laughs> than anyone else. Uh, what the fuck was he thinking? Listen, uh, it's not about what he was thinking, and here's and I love this because people are going to think I'm going to defend him. First of all, before I even go Should into we even this, tell him in case they don't know what he did. Yeah, for the people that might not know, because there are a lot of people who are going, "Who is Ari Shafir?" Ari Shafir is a, is a comic, uh, an LA comic, Jewish I think, comic. I think he's in New York right now. Yeah. Uh, he's been doing comedy a long time. He is, uh, his relationship with Joe Rogan's very well documented. He's, he's in the he's, click. He's, he's, and, and I actually, I know Ari. I have right. worked with him before. I enjoy him. I think he's funny, but he is definitely a, a different, um, taste than some people for, for, when and we, we saw go, him, when, yeah. when, when we went to go see him in Denver and he is funny. I didn't pick up any of that in his stand-up, that well, he would do something like this. Well, but he... Okay, and so so, so to let everybody know is that he came out... Uh, I don't have the exact quote. You could look it up. You could go to Ari Shafir. I don't even know if it's available now. Uh, it might not be, but he put out a video uh, and then posted about... Uh, On the day of... the Within hours. Of Kobe's death, this motherfucker makes what I guess was supposed to be a joke about... The helicopter going down and good. It happened 23 years it's too late. late. And, and he's the rapist is dead. And, okay. and nigga, the storm came. It did come. I, I'm going to go back to my one of my favorite scenes in Tombstone. You tell him I'm coming and hell's coming with me. That is. Nigga, dang. you want to rile up the black community? Ari Shafir had done it. They had to cancel this motherfucker's shows. Death threats. Dude, I don't think it was just the black community. Well, it's the black community that's going to fuck you up. I, I, there might have been other people upset, uh, yeah. but the black community was going to f- physically fuck this nigga up. In the divisions of people that were coming after, and when I said divisions, I right. mean military stuff, right. divisions. Right. Uh, yeah, black folks might have been leading the charge, but there was other, oh, other yeah, divisions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he because Kobe crossed over everything. So, but okay, I, I don't want to get too far away before right. I, I say what, why he did, why he did it. And listen, this doesn't say I give him a pass. I wouldn't have done this. No person in any mind would have done this. I don't agree with what he said. I think it was the wrong thing to do. That being said, what he has done for years, right? And he even said this. And uh, you could go back on his timeline on his Twitter. He roasts celebrities that pass. He roasted Tom Petty. He roasted... Uh, the reason Tom Petty stuck in my mind is because that, that was the one that was pinned to his post the, the day that it happened, right. where he said uh, Tom Petty should have died. I think he... I'm paraphrasing again. He should have died after a certain album that he had the worst voice. Uh, 
And what he was doing, as he explains it, is he doesn't like uh, false idols or, or, you know, people put these people on a pedestal when they pass. And they weren't really people, social media people will put people up to get likes and looks and, 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 and create things. And uh, he'll, that's part of it that he puts it up because these people might not even have been fans of Tom Petty. They might not have been. Okay, and, fine, and, fine. And so he, but a lot he, of, he trolls and roasts it in, in what he thought was funny way. But a lot of people also put these things up out of respect. Out of, out of, out of, like you said, I didn't know Kobe was important in my life. Listen, man, whether you're an athlete, a singer, a, a dancer, a rapper, a comedian, an actor, any form of entertainment. And I'm not, you know, nobody's godlike. But you, you enhance people's life. You bring joy. You bring happiness. You fill a void. People that have suffered something, a death, tears. You come into people's homes. You bring them, you, you bring, we bring, we bring people together. Sporting events. Super Bowl this Sunday. Super Bowl is a, is a holiday. People get together, they eat, they celebrate, they drink, family, friends. We play roles in people's lives, even if we're not necessarily personally connected to them. And when you saw those images, when Kobe passed hundreds of people at the Staples Center, a shrine, there were people crying, crying. That's because Kobe played a part in some happiness in their life at some point. So, yes, we know people do things for likes and attention, but people also do it out of respect. You moved them. I am not denying that. I'm going to tell you, though, um, he's, he's done this so much before, and it's never obviously had a backlash like it did this time. And you told me something before on many occasions when maybe my set didn't go well. Dude, you got to read the room. I don't think he read the room. Not only don't I think he read the room, I think he misjudged that social media is not a comedy club. If he wanted to do what he does to his fans in a right. comedy club and someone walked into that room and didn't know him and they were mad that he said it, that might have been one thing. You walked into his dojo and he did what he does and I don't like it. But when you put it on social media, you don't have control over who's in that room. You threw that out to the world. And I don't think he read the room. Listen, man, um, and, and I, I sent out a post saying, fuck you, you cocksucker. I cursed him out. And then I took it down because I just I, I kept thinking about it. And I was just like, dude, I started panicking. Like, you know, you're going to give another comic a reason to go. Aries said this. And so many comics already don't like me. And I'm trying to walk that line between being me, staying myself, but at the same time not trying to further alienate myself from opportunity. And not like I'm looking at it like, oh, if I say fuck Ari, somebody that knows him or whatever or that may be able to put me on something or say fuck. I just went, eh. But then I saw Godfrey's post. And Godfrey actually made a video. Kudos to Godfrey, nigga, because he went hard. Godfrey was upset to the point where I'm like, Godfrey going to hit this motherfucker. And, and, at the, and I jokingly typed into, into Godfrey shit, damn, nigga, you scared me. Like, he was like, motherfucker. And, and I remember Godfrey said to the extent, look, man, um, you have to be a funny motherfucker to pull some shit like that off. And I'm being honest with you. You're not that good of a comic. 
I'm way better than you, and I didn't see nothing funny in that. Um, and there were a couple people who said, hey, man, it's comedy. What's the big deal? Everything should be. Look, man, I know that in comedy, timing is everything. And there is a thing called too soon. When Gilbert Gottfried made a joke about 9-11 that apparently was way too soon, the audience, you could watch the, the, the joke and motherfuckers go, too soon! And they're angry. My question is, based on the way Kobe died and the fact that his daughter, 13-year-old daughter, will there ever been an appropriate time? Well, first of all, I, and I'm going to take... I got to take Kobe off this because we're talking about comedy right now. I don't think that there's ever a too soon, but whatever the tragedy, you don't think there's ever a too soon. No. If as long as you are, like you just said, you're a, you're you're a comic, right? You were, if you joke, if whatever you have to say can be funnier, and and and, and, and than the tragedy. And minimize the tragedy to help people find a funny way out of it. I think it's possible. I don't know. I think it I, now. Do I think that anybody has come up with a joke that would be funny even today? No, I don't. It, but 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 wait, I just got to say this. I think I don't think I think anytime you say somebody to to anybody that something is too soon, then when isn't it too soon? When is enough? There are nine eleven jokes now. When is it okay then? Now, now we're right, now we're having an. Right, right. All I'm saying is, if you can make it funnier than the tragedy, if you can give people a comic relief out of something hor- horrific, then it's never too early if you can do that. But you better be really fucking sure. Yeah. And I never want to tell someone they couldn't do it, but I would always say to everyone, do whatever you want in comedy, but the repercussions from it are yours. Listen. And this even feels weird for me to say this. I'm uncomfortable. If it was just Kobe, maybe 10 years from now, maybe. But his daughter and the other two kids. And in comedy, at some point, what is ever off limits now, at some point with time, yes. Yes. But it's, and what makes it hard for me to say this is, the joke I do about Martin Luther King, the assassination, that was 50 years ago. And it's still... And people go, oh, from 50 years. years. So, but, 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 but when you hit him and you get the laughter out of it, even as sad as that is moment, for some of the people in your audience that might have been a lot closer to that, right. because we have people in the audience that are in their 60s. I've seen you have 60 and 70 year old right. people coming. That's... That touches them a lot harder than it's touching you. Because that's their, they lived it. In it. And if you get that little bit of comic relief for them that right. allows them to find a little relief, even 50 years later, that's something. I'm not saying that I'm agreeing with them. This is what I want everybody to understand. I'm not saying I agree. I just don't want to put a limit on a comic. And I'm going to go back to what you just said about if it's really funny. Because no matter how fucked up something is, the truth that your funny bone is triggered, you can't stop that. You ever try to not laugh at something? Like you try to force yourself not to laugh, but damn it, it's the, the, the waters are breaking the dam. You snicker in such a way where it's almost like the more you try to fight it, 
the harder you start laughing because you're trying to hold back this onslaught of this is funny. Like, here's, here's the thing I did. Um, remember the rap group Crisscross? Yeah. The two kids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, back, and they wore the clothes. Everything back, yeah, was backwards. About, yeah. the, the, there was the, of the two kids, one was the light-skinned and one was the dark-skinned kid. The dark-skinned kid died. And, I mean, maybe, dude, I don't even think eight hours. And I was like, damn, that's fucked up. I wonder if they're going to put him in the casket backwards. <laughs> See, but it's... <laughs> Okay, like, like you just looking in the casket. The back of his head is what. Uh, and, and what's what's funny? That is funny. And and going along with what you're saying, but take take comedian out of it. I've had relatives pass away before, right? And when you think about something funny that they did, or something that was funny to right. you that they did, they could be you could be at the funeral, and laugh to yourself, right? Because there's something funny, not about them passing, but them funny. Or someone says something at the funeral, and it triggers right. a ma- and you start laughing. It happens. And you know why it happens? Because you need that to be able to be okay with what's going on. So now, getting back to Ari, though. Right. I, I, as soon as that video came out, I was like, this is fucking... And I know that he does this. And I was like, that's fucking over the top. Right. I heard it before I heard it that Kobe's daughter was on the flight. Right. I don't know that if he didn't know, but that's still not my. Our, that's not the world's problem. That's his problem for right. not following up on and doing what you need to do before you just throw something out there like that. Right. Um, but and I said this, and I and I did it this weekend when I talked about this in comedy. Our jokes don't really come with emotion. We put out our jokes. Whatever emotion that we feel is what cre- helped us create that joke. Right. But what you take from it, that's your emotion in that joke, not ours. If, if it hits you in a way that made you feel bad, we didn't try to make you feel bad. We're comics. Right. That was your emotion. I do that bit that I talk about cancer, and I know that it's a funny joke, and the room is with me on it. But I know that if there's 300 people in the room, there's at least three people in the room that know someone's going through cancer right now. Right. They may have just came to that comedy show to get some relief from that person going through the cancer that they have. Right. And I do that joke. Right. I feel bad for those people because I know that that's not what they came for and they wanted to laugh. And hopefully that joke is strong enough to give them that sense of comic relief. Right. But if it's not, that's still their emotion that they put on it, not I didn't do that. I didn't put, hey, I know that you're going through this cancerous situation. I'm going to tell this joke about cancer. That's not what I did. I have a joke that makes me okay with certain things in my life. And that's what I put out there. You you know, it's almost like as much, and I guess, you know, listen, we travel every week. I'm on a plane every week. And it amazes me sometimes as I'm going through security. Like, motherfucker, you don't know the protocol by now. Take your fucking shoes off. Why are you asking? Like, take your belt off. You went through the thing with the belt on. It buzzes. Now you holding up the line because you got to take your belt. Who the fuck don't know the protocol by now? So I'm looking at comedy like, dude, y'all don't know the protocol by now. Leave your feelings at home. Like, like, like yes, what you just said. There are people who will laugh at a cancer joke because they need that laugh because of what their family went through. But then I'm also watching people's faces like, how dare he? You're at a comedy show. You don't know the protocol? If you cannot handle it, get the fuck out. 
Why are we still having to say this in 2020? But again, with Ari's situation, he didn't do it in the room. He threw it out to the world like that. But and I, I think if he'd done it in the room, it would have been rough. But he would have known. He would have got. That's the other thing about comedians and working things out in a room. You know where you're at because right. the room lets you know. And so you've only pissed off 300 people, not 300 million people. Right. Um, but you know, on the same time, when you said that it's that it's too soon, and Kobe, there is a comic. I'm going to give him his name. He's, he's a comic out of Tucson. His name's Joey G. Uh, he's a, he's a Tucson comic, and he put out a joke the day of. Oh, Kobe. Yep. I'm going to tell you what the joke is, and I am going to defend the joke. I I would not have put it out because. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take two parts of this. A lot of people will say, "Why would?" Uh, and they, I saw someone post something about new comics always try to throw something out there. Uh, mm-hmm. They're they're always horrible, and they and they do these horrible. Well, of course, it's going to be new comics generally who do these things because new comics are looking to make uh, they they hear something funny in their head and they want to put it out there, but they have nothing to compare. They don't. They have never set a bar for what their standard right. is. So. Like, I have a standard for my joke. You have a standard for your joke. If it doesn't meet that standard, and if it's not funny enough to get past what you need it to do, you don't put it out. Right. New comics don't have that because they don't have a bar. They don't have an They're area. They're still trying to define themselves. themselves. So yeah. they can throw that out. That's why new comics do it. And Joey's not a new comic, but he's a comic that I think takes the, took a chance. And he wrote, his, the joke was, um, I knew when LeBron James past Kobe on the scoring record, he was going to take it hard. I never expected him to take it this hard. Now, <laughs> that joke is horrible at that moment. When you, everything's going on, you didn't know his daughter was on the plane, you didn't, on, on, the, on, the, on the helicopter. But that's not a joke about him dying. That's a joke about this fucking supernatural, competitive spirit that he had. And if you're, if you're in the moment... If you're just feeling emotions, you're not going to break it down that way. But when you break it down that way, it's a funnier joke. I, I, I'm glad right now we don't visually do the podcast because I don't want people to see my face. And I know that there are people that probably heard you say that joke and did exactly what I did. I closed my eyes and I snickered. This, that's what I mean. Like when you hear something... And, you know, laughter is not something you plan. When you hear it, it either comes or it doesn't. And it came. Now, an hour into that day, it wasn't funny. Right. You have, we have a few hours to, and we're comics, so we have a tougher skin. I still might have did what I did. But the difference between, okay, the difference between what you just did, Joey G's joke, and Ari... That wasn't a joke. It didn't feel like a joke. It didn't feel that like- felt jokey. Yeah, and Ari's felt malicious. It did because he also said something else in there. He said rapist, right? And now Kobe has no way of defending himself, and, and that's why I called him a cocksucker because I went and I just felt like, dude, I, I felt Patrice for a second, like as a dude, and I'm not sitting here going, uh, so let me be clear, dude should you know band together if a motherfucker's been accused of rape and say fuck fuck that we dudes no 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 rape is wrong but we also know this bitch lied she had three semens in her panties nigga she 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 text a friend i'm gonna set this nigga up 
So, dude, come on, man. Dude code. The bitch was a liar. And there are women that lie about rape. So you're going to throw Kobe's memory under the bus and call him a rapist when we know it was bullshit? I'm going to take it I'm going to take it differently than you just took it right now. I'm going to take it differently. And I'm going to take it differently for a reason. Cuz if anybody listens to this podcast, especially people who say things like all women should, all believe women all right. the time. Right. I'm going to take it differently. I'm going to take it I, I want to cuz I saw on the on uh, outside the lines today and I and I wish I remember which uh, sportscaster said this. It was a female sportscaster. I'm only saying it because I'm sure that the... I, I'm, uh, there, there's planning in programming. Right. So it was a female sportscaster. And she said, you know, uh, she brought up how Kobe was, who Kobe was, and this greatness, but that, you know, this always will... This is something that's hung over, and it's right for it to be put out there as well, you know, because... Um, uh, because of this Kobe is in this new age and where he was in his life, and it's just unfortunate because he's gone so soon, and, and what happened in Colorado will never actually know what happened. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to put it together this way, and this is the best way that I can put it together. Without saying that woman lied, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that she didn't lie, and her truth was that she was raped. I'm also going to say that Kobe said he didn't rape her and that his truth is also correct. And the reason I can say this is because I've been in relationships before and I've had discussions with women and I've had things that have happened even sexually in my life where I thought we were doing something one way and they thought something else was happening the other way. And I'm going to say, if let's say that's true. Let's put it to, to that level. If and she said we're never going to know what really happened in Colorado. Well, because Kobe's gone. Well, let's let's step back further. There was an investigation, and the charges were dropped. Mm-hmm. If they would have went to court, because she just she decided not to testify. So if we would have went to court, and we would aired it out in court, mm-hmm. we would know what happened. Right. That wasn't Kobe's choice. She dropped the case. Then there was the, uh, other, the they were going to have the uh, civil suit, and she settled on money. Mm-hmm. Two things that I have a problem with in this, as we get to this. One, I understand that her, she might not want to go through that, and she felt <coughs> that we don't know what the amount was. I heard something like $2.5 million. Right. Well, she, that's done. Right. What, for whatever reason, for, uh, Kobe can say... Uh, I, I paid two and a half million dollars because my value, my brand is worth more than that, not to have that and to have that go away. Right. Even, even if I didn't do anything, it's still going to devaluate my brand by much more than that. Right. She didn't want to go through that and she took that money. Now, they both had two truths and we will never know what they are. But when she says because Kobe's gone, we don't know the truth. We don't know the truth because they never went through it. They both decided not to go through it years ago. And the word rapist. Right. We have a situation where they were talked about a rape. And I'm not saying that one rape is better than 100 rapes. Right. But one sexual misconduct, sexual misunderstanding that you once calling it rape and the other one saying it's consensual is a lot different than a rapist who multiply rapes and violates women and has a past history and will do it again. Right. 
we don't ever heard of Kobe's past history where women came out when she said that this happened, that we didn't have a door open with a bunch of women coming out going, we were, I was raped. Right. So the term rapist, that hit me differently when he said that word. Because, right. and, and to all the people that uh, think I'm pandemic, uh, pan, how, whatever they, that uh, word pan, was. Pan, pandetic? Pandetic. That is why I'm pan, because I saw both sides of a scenario. And I'm going to tell you, I don't think Kobe was a rapist. Even if she believed, and I believe her. I can say that I could say honestly, I could believe that she was raped, that she felt she was raped. Right. But he didn't feel, he felt that it was consensual. And I can believe those two, when everybody's saying Kobe could be uh, a great athlete, a great uh, person, spokesperson, and a rapist all at the same time. If people can say that, I can say this and, and squash that whole argument. She can feel like she was raped, and he can feel it was consensual. And those things can exist in this world both at the same time. Right. And if you let those both exist, then take that rapist thing away, and Kobe is the person that we see him as. But then on top of that, look, Kobe wasn't convicted of anything. That's what I'm saying. This, that doesn't change the two truths that could happen, but for someone to bring it up at that moment, and call him a rapist yeah, when he can't defend himself. And he was there was never a rapist mentality. Like where 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 I'm saying that how could you even use the word rapist in that in what had happened and transpired in in Colorado? Listen again, we all know <clears throat> the horrific, uh, th- the horrific thing that rape is. It's horrific. It's terrible. Uh, you know, it's it's fucking vile. Um, but just like there is a sisterhood when a woman is violated, that should be a, a, a bonding of women going, yes, this is wrong. Fight this. Sisterhood. Unite. And I'm all for that. Because, again, rape is vile and it's horrible. When a woman lies about it, there should be a brotherhood of men that come together and go, brotherhood, unite. Because, again, the accusation especially if it's not true, can still do damage. There's men in prison right now who didn't rape, who were accused falsely right. of raping. There's people who don't, can't get a job because they were falsely accused. Falsely accused and proven not to be rapist and still can't get a job. There have been, and I, you know, let me, I'm sorry, but just a little, I, let me add this little thing here because it's still in the vein. Yeah, there have been niggas hung from trees accused of rape. But we know that was about racism. But still, that was the excuse when it didn't happen. So, you know, for a dude just to go, fucking Kobe, joke, joke, rapist, you fucking cornball. And I feel you, you're a hall monitor, nigga. You tattletelling, you cornball. Get, 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 your fucking man card is done. And I think that that's why I said he missed. I'm not going to take it away from him. I'm going to tell him that he, he was allowed to do it. I'm not even asking him to apologize. I'm just saying... All the repercussions that come from this, he has to own because he, that's what he did. And we all have to own our jokes when we throw them out there. Right. At, at the end of a show, when someone isn't happy about the cancer situation and they come up to talk to me right. and it's happened, I have to own that joke and, 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 right. and, and own – I don't have to own their pain, but I feel for them. Right. He's just feeling for, like I said, 300 million people all at one time. Speaking of reporters, uh, let me play this interesting – Soundbite. They couldn't deny how much he brought to the team, no matter which 
team, uh, which Lakers team he played on. Yeah, it seems like he was just the kind of athlete, the kind of star that was perfectly cast on the Los Angeles Lakers, Los Angeles Lakers community. Okay, what do you think? What did I? What do I think, or what did I hear? Okay, because we all heard, know what you heard. Okay, so then you know what I think. Okay, but do you? You really think that? You really think that? That she said niggers? But do you think she said it intentionally? How do you make that mistake? Did you hear what the... Of course I know what she's going to say. She went to say Knicks. Uh, Knicks. Knicks and Lakers, because I think she was in New York, or she was, it, the screen had the New York Knicks up because they were doing the, the same thing, and she went to say Knicks, and she was reading Lakers, and that's what she got. Nah, nigga. Dude, you, so you're saying she went on national TV to end her career. I'm not just, I'm not saying I'm you not know, saying I mean, you're wrong. Listen, the way the word the way words flow off of a tongue, okay? It'd be different if okay, Lakers and niggas ain't even in the same neighborhood. I'm just, like if I say uh anything that rhymes, tie pie, that tongue movement is the same. Lakers, niggers. Yeah, but she wasn't doing it that way. Say say Knicks. Knicks and Lakers and put them together. Knickskers. That's what I get. Maybe the black in me won't allow my tongue to, to have that come out like that. That'd be like, dude, if I t- we just came back from a diner. That'd be like if I said, hey, man, uh, give me a slice of apple pie. But I slipped up and said, hey, give me a slice of faggot pie. How the fuck? Fat, nigga, faggot and apples got nothing in common. Well, they're both sweet, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Uh, um, I hear what you're saying. I just, I, and, and uh, I've, heard, I've heard several different angles on this. One, that's what she, she did. And she went to say Knicks and then mixed Knicks and Lakers together. And that's what she got. The other one is, it's a, Freud, it's a Freudian slip. She was, <sighs> she's, she's, she's thinking, she's thinking the word. She goes to, yeah, and she goes to say uh, Lakers, and that word comes out, well, which she, is just as bad. Okay. Okay. Or she decided that she wanted to sign out in her career right then and there. With a bang. Yeah. Even if she had said, replace L with N, the Los Angeles Nakers, that I might go for. But where would you get an N from? And, and, and listen, Nick. listen, it ain't like the Lakers is an expansion team that just came yesterday. No, no, no. This is a historic franchise. Okay, okay. How do you not know Lakers? Okay, so she didn't say that she didn't know Lakers. There's the big thing going on in New York while she's reading this. I don't know if she's in New York or not, but I know that that's what I read where it's in, it's in New York, whatever the screen has New York. It has the Knicks. Uh, and it has all the stuff that they're doing because uh, when the story broke, I'm here. I'm here on the East Coast, so it was all everything was coming from Madison Square Garden and things like that for me. And it said, and so it comes out, and she said that in in in, in the whole thing of Kobe passing, you're hearing about all the people on the plane. Uh, I mean, on the helicopter and. You're in it, and you're, you're looking at it. It says Knicks, and you go to say Nakers, Nakers. But it still doesn't sound. It's still off. That's what she said. 
That's 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 they, her they, story. They, they, they used to call the the Knicks the Knickerbockers, right? If you said Knickerbocker, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, Knicker, Nigger, yeah. it's there, dude. Niggers. If she had stopped herself at Nig, the Los Angeles Nig, like, okay, I might excuse that, even though that's hard too. But to pronounce the whole thing, she was able to go N-I-G-G-G-G-R-S-ers. Okay. How do you flush that all out? Okay, so then before you go, uh-oh. Okay, so then what we're saying is she wanted to kill her career. It's gotta be. It doesn't have to it's be. It's gotta be. That's it. Why well, how could you I, dude, it, it's like it's almost like if you walk down the street and you start to slip, you try to catch yourself. You you try to catch yourself yeah. before you yeah, go and that's what she's fall. saying she did. No, not when you pronounce the whole fucking thing. Because she went. She didn't nick, try to catch like, shit. Nickers. Nah, nigga, she went niggas. Okay. And then went, oh. Okay. Now, okay. I'm not disagreeing. And I'm still, I haven't disagreed with you, but I'm going to say this. She didn't try to break the fall. I'm going to say because she was in her whatever her mode, but I'm going to say this. Here's the bigger problem to me. And this is where I think what some white folks should understand is when there's a history. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say. I already agree. But go ahead. When there's a history, and now you want to say you made a mistake, and you have years of history to define that that's not a mistake. Even if yours is a mistake, you live with the mistakes that everyone else made. You live with the truths that came before that. And the fact that she did it, and this has been a situation in this country for this country's whole existence. Even if it is a mistake, it's hard to call it a mistake. You know what? i tell you what. Let's be fair. I'll give her the mistake if she makes restitution. She's got to suck the dick <laughs> of a black dude whose name initial spells out. She's got to suck as many black dicks to spell out niggas. She's got to suck a Nathan, an Ian, a Greg, uh, a George, uh, an Eric, I think a Ryan, honest. and a Sam. She's got a N I G G E R S. She got to suck seven black dicks, each initial spelling out nigger. <laughs> That's how you make that right. Listen, while wearing a number twenty-four jersey. I'm going to say it. This is the only way I can say it, and this is the only way that I can I, – I go to this and I listen to her. I, I can't believe someone would want to end their career like that. But I know what the history is in the past of this country. And how can you not have some, a little bit in you, that goes, I don't I, she said it. Yeah. And again, my thing is she didn't even try to break the fall. But if she's going for it, did, she, she, there was a bunch that came out afterwards. I mean, you're on the news. Everybody heard it. It wasn't like right. it wasn't heard. Uh, I think she was trying to get past it. I don't think – and the reason, because she didn't say anything, it's almost as if she didn't even catch it. Her, she was trying to fix it and, did, and then said late and then went on. And I don't know that she – you know, that – that to me, I look at it opposite as you look at. It. She didn't try to fix it. She didn't try to catch it. It's almost, it's almost like the 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 old way, 
when it was truthful to do it that when they were right. trying to do it that way was to say it and they go, oh, I'm sorry, I, I said right, it. Right. I meant to say this right. and then, then go to the room and go, oh, you just see what I just did there. She didn't have that. She tried. She went and and then came back and was like, that's. I think if there was intent, she would have known the intent at that moment. I, I'm just saying, but I can't. I can't not. When I what I believe is one thing, and that is that I believe she made a mistake. But what I also believe is I have to go, I defer to all black people who feel that she did it intentionally. I can't deny you that because there's a history. You know, I don't know if they do this now, but once upon a time ago, when a story broke that was this important, the figurehead was this big, they would assign... News anchors who were established, had prestige. Like, the bigger the story, the bigger the news anchor to cover it. You, the anchor has to match the magnitude. Okay, who's the biggest news anchor right now? I don't know. See, that, and we've never been in this situation in this world before. Because I was going to say, do you think Tom Brokaw would have made that mistake? <laughs> it would have sounded way better if he didn't. Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> I mean the Lakers. <laughs> his, his, his tone, you would have went, no, he meant that. Right. Yeah, but that. <laughs> right. Los Angeles Lakers. Um, uh, but... I, that that's where I, that's the only place I can live with that. That's the only place I can live because I've read I've read so many and then I've read comments on on people's pages where where and I and I, and I see people like were people defending her. Yeah, were they white? No, black people were defending her. Yes, especially black women were saying, "Come on, oh you fucking mammies, come on." I'm telling you, I'm telling you with my heart, but my white heart is telling you. I think she just made a mistake. And then my realistic part in my life, my my other part of me in my life, the part that understands the world, this world that I live in, I'm not taking anything. I'm not telling a, a black person he's wrong because there's history. There's history of what's been said before and done. And and, and she might. There's my pandemic side again. Is it pan? As always, pandemic. Pandemic. No, the pandemic is like... Pedantic. A, pedantic. Pandemic is uh, this uh, coronavirus. <laughs> uh, uh, that's it, bro. We, we got it. Um, hey, man. Uh, and I said this, too. Again, a little bit of back to my religious thing. I don't want to say no more uh, prayers to the family. Because I don't believe in it. Um, I don't want to say may God. I don't believe in it. I say love, much love to the memory of Kobe Bryant and uh, Gigi Bryant, much love to the other nine people. Because, again, there's a there's a child somewhere that just lost a sibling and two parents. Yeah. So uh, love to them, love to the memory. Um, this one was rough, man. And, uh, yeah, there it is. Man, I uh... – like again, I'm going to end this with saying it this way because, uh, and, and I guess this is part of the what you just said about love. But I didn't know uh, to the to the family, uh, to the to uh, Gigi and 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 the rest of the people on the plane. Definitely, what you just said, uh, I, I concur. Love, I, I I I couldn't I can't fathom the pain. I mean, immediately as a parent, I thought. 
if I was going through this, how would I feel? Like, it just, it, how horrible and just gut-wrenching this would be. But the next part that I want to say is, Kobe, man, I didn't even know I was a fan. And I was. Right. And uh, I think that, as I say it, because it affected me, uh, it means a lot to me that he, he was such a part of my life and I was a fan and I didn't know it. And, uh, and it's because of his tenacious attitude that I allowed that, that and, and my passion for another player that he was compared to to get in the way of seeing that. But right. uh, at that moment, I just got to say, man, you, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it hurts me, man. Because he's, as a, he's a, a parent, as a right. parent, not even as the athlete, but as the parent, it kills me. And to know what those last moments, even the thought of those last moments. Man, I, I, would, if I believe in energy, and I believe as your energy's out there, we're all better to have it out there. Dude, my fa- one of my favorite Kobe moments was not even what he did as a player, but how he checked the fan. And again, this podcast is individual, so you can't see it, but I'll articulate it best I can. Just like in the world of social media, where these motherfucking nobodies disrespect people who are living their dreams and who have actually accomplished things while you're just hiding behind your everyday misery. Kobe was at a game, and I guess some fan talked shit to him, and Kobe just lifted his fist up and counted out, hey, one, two, three, four, five, each finger. I got five of those. Fall back. And he pointed to himself, one, two, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. Shut up. The uh, mama mentality. The the Chris Rock video? Right. Oh, where yeah. Chris is trying to say Talk something, to and he ain't paying him no mind at all. And the other part that's funny in that is that there, everybody keeps saying Chris Rock, the funniest part. And David Spade sitting next to him, and David Spade got no love on any of that, right? But Spade has his own show right now, so and, he's, and, he's and, doing and, all right. And you know what I like about that moment too is that Chris is a celebrity, man. Chris is a big time, legendary, iconic, cherished, beloved, funny motherfucker, and your star power makes him turn into a bitch. Yeah. Like you're like a little girl trying to talk to Kobe and get his attention and he's treating you like a broad like baby I'm taking care of business. I love that. Uh and to anybody that's still listening to this and 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 uh, I know that I heard you heard me say about comics or comedians. I just want to tell you a beloved com- comic in our scene uh was Ralphie May that I had the pleasure of spending a lot of time with. And there was only 12 hours that might have passed before we were making jokes about Ralphie May. But you know, comics are different though. Yeah. We, we know we're supposed to go, but it's in the same vein of people were going, because they postponed the Laker game, yeah. the home Laker game, and you know, TNT, Shaq was like, yo, Kobe would have wanted us to play. Same thing. Yeah. Comics he, want you to nigga, do, those be, jokes. do what we do. But I'm just saying, that's who we are, that's who our brand is, right. that's what we are. So when you're offended by a comic, you're really wasting your time. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not for me to say what you, how you feel. Right. As excited as I, as I am, as excited as I was for this podcast, and I'm going to tell you something, I really like this podcast because I knew that this would do what it was going to do. I got to say, I'm, I'm even more excited for the next podcast uh, <laughs> because talking about love, uh, I know a lot of you. I got over 300 emails and people going, I got tear emojis. No, you and Andy, no, no. And I said to Andy, and I thought about this on the plane ride over, if we were a TV show, this is juicy TV. Because 
you know me, I, I don't want to shy away from nothing. Uh, and I want us to talk about it. Me ain't going to talk about this. Because uh, I want some truths unveiled. And, and whether we continue on or not, who knows? Um, we got some shit to hash out. And I want to hash it out with, in front of y'all. Because, you know, we know reality TV ain't reality. It's scripted. This ain't no put on. If some of y'all are thinking, man, they did this for... No, this ain't no put on. This is real shit. So, enjoy the next one. Boys and girls, the Jew and the kike, or the kike and the nigga go at it. See, I was like the reporter. It was a slip. There we go. Out of hurry, it'll be Kobe. Kobe for a deuce. And the win, he got it. Guess what? He got it with six-tenths of a second to play. Hey, that's the guy you want shooting it.